passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello, everybody. It is bonus show time. I'm John Pollock, along with WH Park, a very special edition of Post Pro Res. WH, I've never felt closer to you. If people could see the uh, the life of luxury that you and I live, here we are, state of the art studio at the uh, the side of my hotel bed. I uh, love how you uh, MacGyvered this with the uh, the trash can in your uh, bedroom with the microphone. I will, take a, I will take a photo of this before we leave. Uh, WH, a true team player, because this show uh, began with. It's okay. I can sit on the floor. Your your, your Patreon money, hard at work here, folks. <laughs> Well, we uh, are are winding down our uh, trip here in Japan. My trip slash your uh, vacation. Yeah, you, you have you have come into Tokyo, and I will say I think uh, we're kind of through most of the wrestling stuff. But on Tuesday, it was the final day of the Giant Baba Memorial Exhibit that we got to check out. This was certainly a high point on the trip. Oh, definitely. I thought oh maybe we should try to check this out i looked at the information it's like oh my god we got one day left to check it out i said you want to go you were like yes let's go took us we kind of took a bit of a time to like you know find the actual store that it was in but we found it we were racing against time because we went late doing rewind to raw and it was when did we set out here around three o'clock and this thing closed at five that was (laughs) it so we had two hours to get there yeah watch it or experience the exhibit uh but but it worked out it worked out great yeah, it was amazing just to see all the the history, basically. Of it was so cool. All Japan Pro Wrestling in this in this exhibit hall. It was co- really cool. Like as much as um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about a, lo- a lot of New Japan on this show, and you know, all, we, we cover all the different promotions. But you are like, you came up watching All Japan. Like that is your, if you had to say home promotion, I feel that's like your sweet spot. Yeah, I mean, for me, New Japan's Junior Division and All Japan's Heavyweight Division were my kind of gateway into. Japanese professional wrestling. And so for me to see the original Triple Crown titles. uh, Which you contemplated uh, dropping down. You could have got all three titles for uh, the 200,000 yen per title or 500,000 for all three. So conversion just dropped the last two years. I could have got them for $5,000. Like, and I was, these are replicas, by the way. The original title belts were not on sale, but these beautiful replicas they look of, very nice. of the NWA International Heavyweight title, the PWF, uh, heavyweight title and the United National title were just like there. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so tempted. But they also had on display the, the original All Asia Tag Team titles and the original PWF, uh, World Junior Heavyweight title. It was just amazing to see them. Yeah, they had all the various jackets on display. We got to see you know, the big Dick Murdoch jacket that uh, Dan Lebransky was very envious of. Uh, just different All Japan uh, jackets as well. There was a Tom Billington like vest that he wore. A lot of like ring-worn stuff. We saw Kawada's boots. There was... Uh, it, it was, to me, unlike Totokan, which is overwhelming when you walk in there, I compared it to if you sign up for Netflix and you suddenly have 
everything at your disposal. You don't know where to start. And the Giant Baba exhibit, it's way easier to digest. It's, you know, different sections. It's not like it is uh, uh, a small amount, but it's – you can take it all in, I think. It, uh, it's a better experience, at least I felt. It's really focused, and if you're a fan like me of, of classic all Japan, it was just – amazing to see and yeah like totokan is is we're probably going back there maybe tomorrow night but it, the, the yeah. mystery show the mystery show you may or may not get another bonus show folks we'll, we'll see it will really depend on the the caliber of what we could be watching at totokan which we will keep quiet for now but this is just really great this is i think the second year it ran i know like um dave, you didn't make it last year no but like you know famously like like dave Meltzer and, and jim valley and i think fumisaito went over there and and there's a lot of pictures of dave out there and it's like oh, wow I, I really want to check that out i think this year's exhibit was a little bit different mm-hmm. but it was just an amazing experience. Yeah, it was just cool to see all of the so many different posters in the back. There was like a viewing room, so they had they had matches running, and there were a bunch of people just sitting around watching matches. And the interesting part is that this is in like a a major department store. Uh, we were in Shibuya, and it was just like imagine like you're on at like a Macy's or something, and here you have this section of the department store that is dedicated to a major professional wrestling figure. So it was interesting, and it's it's just up for two weeks every year. Yeah, I think if people are interested in seeing this uh, after listening to this, I... Th- well, it's too late. Well, it's too late now, but like <laughs> I'm pretty sure next Wrestle Kingdom... Totally. Uh, Go out of your way to check this out. It was certainly a high point for me. I, I was really glad we went because it could have been very easy for us to just think, ah, we're running against time. I'm so glad we went. Yeah, I mean, just look up Giant Baba Memorial... Uh, Shibuya, you'll find the information on you know whatever you know search engine you're going to be using. So we also want to do this show because uh, New Japan has made a, a ton of announcements over the last couple of days for their new beginning cards, not just the uh, tour in Japan, but also the shows coming up in the U.S. Because they have dates starting on January 24th with uh, St. Petersburg, Florida, the 26th in Nashville, Durham, North Carolina on the 27th. Pembroke Pines, Florida on the 30th. Cobb County, Georgia wraps up the tour on February 1st. And just taking a look at these, the first couple of nights, it's multi-person tag matches. Then we get into, um, it's going to be a tag match with Kota Bushi and Hiroshi Tanahashi against the Gorillas Destiny headlining the, uh, Pembroke Pines, Florida show. And then the last night has the lone title match on the tour, which is David Finley and Juice Robinson defending against the Gorillas of Destiny. And uh, Kota Bushi, Hiroshi Tanahashi, the main stars that they are sending over for these tours. What did you, uh, what was your expectation of what these lineups would look like and the star power that they would send over there while there is another tour going on concurrently? I was not surprised. I mean, I woke up. And I'm looking at Twitter and people are like talking about these announcements and and some people are like kind of angry, you know, like in the United States about like, why are we getting these like shows that basically look like, you know, house shows, uh, like road to shows and like. That's what these were always going to be. Yeah. And like, I'm like, that's what you're going to get. And they're, I think a lot of things, the big thing that people are claiming was like the, the ticket prices for these shows and like like I think front row tickets are around the $200 range and to me that's ridiculous like to pay for like something like this and you're not giving them like major stars and I I kind of question what the purpose of the whole US expansion is is if this is what you're you're starting off with in terms of like trying to launch this New Japan of America initiative yeah I think that that 
it be it was a question we asked when they first made the announcement of New Japan Pro Wrestling of America, and I think you only have more questions after the whole Access TV deal has ended for New Japan as well. What is what is the market you are tapping into in the U.S.? Are we strictly coming over here to do live events where we're going to be booking moderate-sized buildings and we're going to top these off with one to two big stars and then round them out with regular talent, dojo talent, and and what I would classify as other, like your Colt Cabanas with uh, Alex Zane's going to be on this show or on, on this tour. The Rock and Roll Express is thrown in there. And are we... Is the big money really going to be found in live event business? I don't think so in this day and age. The big money in the U.S. is landing a major television deal. So that to me is what you're looking for if you are New Japan. And I just, I, I just don't know what the, what the end goal here is with these U.S. shows. And is the U.S. the market to be attacking full on versus double downing on Australia, the U.K. and, and other markets that you may be, might be received a bit better? I think the end goal should be like to have these big shows like, you know, like a, you know, another MSG show or another G1 in Dallas type of show. But that's what's going to make an impact in the U.S. is a major show, which you'd have to take away from Japan. These smaller shows, I don't, I don't understand because what we talked about before was like these talents have to fly over to the United States. They have to go on tour. And one question you and I were talking about is how are they going to get around? Like from town to town, are they, I'm assuming that New Japan is going to hire a bus, a tour bus for them to use. Because like I can't imagine, hey Tanahashi, here's here's a GPS, uh, here's a nav- you know car navigation system, and uh, here's a rental car. They'll never see Kodobushi again. They'll ne- <laughs> you'll never you'll never find that fucking guy again. But I'm assuming they're going to have a bus. But then they're going to be go finish a tour. Let's go back to Japan. And then, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, they're, they're used to like having two weeks off, seeing their families, go back on tour after that break is off. And now they're going to cycle through. Okay. Next tour, Naito and LIJ are going to go over to the United States. Okada and Chaos are going to go over to the United States. And one thing I noticed was that, you know, fans in Sapporo, mm-hmm. which uh, they're going to have a new beginning show in Sapporo during the first Rus- and second. Yeah. Kotobushi and Tanahashi aren't on these shows. And some fans are Japanese fans are like, why aren't we getting these guys there? We want to see them. Yeah. And that's uh, that's something I didn't even think about was the idea that, you know, obviously these shows, they need one to two stars. That's what I expected going into this, but not necessarily thinking of the fact that there's yeah, a lot of fans in Japan who they want to see the full New Japan experience at these, these you know, those new beginning shows are considered moderately big shows, the Sapporo ones, and now you're not getting two of the big stars. So that's something you have to weigh as well, that you're, you're diluting some of these Japanese cards when you're running, when there's overlap here, such as the end of this tour. I think you're going to ask your average New Japan fan in Japan, do you care about the U.S. expansion? They're going to say, no, we want, we're the home market. We're the most important people that you have to cater to. And why are you taking away, like, you know, it's only, it's not, I wouldn't say two, but like, you know, like people might want to see, you know, uh, Finn Juice. They might want to see. Finn like, and Juice. Finn and Juice. Like, we're trying to get that over. Or, or the Bullet Club, you know, like, you're depriving the fans here who want to see those stars because they have to run these tours that don't make any sense from a, like, as it stands right now. I just think when you're looking at the U.S., it's such a concentrated market. There's so much big time wrestling going on that I think if New Japan wants to make an impact here, it's, 
It's not doing these shows and these tours. It's nice. It can, you know, it'll satisfy an audience that will go to these shows. But to me, it's deciding, okay, Sakura Genesis, we are taking that to the U.S. and giving the U.S. market a major show with all the stars. That's what's going to make the big impact for a live event perspective. And do you get the sense that New Japan is willing to do that? We saw them do the opening night of the G1, but do you see them ever taking one of their pillar shows and staging it overseas well we we saw the opening of the g1 in dallas last year and so i mean i can't even imagine if they did the finals there i don't ever think they're ever going to move the finals out of there secure genesis like king of pro wrestling maybe mm-hmm. like or a dontaku maybe but like secure genesis king of pro wrestling uh, best of super junior files i i don't i don't i don't know because it's it's this is the home market. Like if if yeah. the home market like you know gets hurt, then it, what's the point? I think they should go to places that are underserviced, and I think like for example the United Kingdom or Ireland or somewhere in Europe would be an interesting experiment, or even Australia. Like there's a burgeoning market there, and it's closer for for uh, Japan and Australia are closer together closer together relatively speaking. That that market is ripe for for like establishing a foothold right and and i think that that will be one story to follow this year is that are there going to be other cable networks out there in the u.s that are interested in more pro wrestling looking at aew as a successful model on tnt do we want to get in on wrestling is new japan on people's radar is there a major streaming service out there that would be interested and that presents its own issues when you have new japan world in existence that to me is the the game-changing money is comes from television rights and comes from giant streaming deals. And I think New Japan, they want to have their presence in the U.S. And that's, you know, that's that's somewhat been mitigated now that they're off access TV. And do, do they find a new home in the U.S.? Or is it just going to be live event touring? I have to imagine that part of the reason they wanted to launch uh, a kind of, you know, American subsidiary was because they thought they were going to have access to the elite. They were going to have access to Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and, and Marty Skrull and Cody Rhodes and all, and whoever else is associated with them, but they don't, they don't have them because like they have, they're in AEW and that's their competition. And people who think I want to see an alliance between these two, it, it honestly, from a just pure business standpoint, I don't see how it makes any sense for AEW to help New Japan tour the United States at this point and put, be put on Maybe TNT, if they were able to work out a deal with TNT, but then now you're creating a, a kind of competitive, you know, entity on the same network that you're on. And why would TNT allow AW people to be on a different network? Yeah. And that's where you get into this weird web of all these, like the politics of this, that you have to look beyond just the first step of, oh, these dream matches and programs you can do. It's like you have to look down the rabbit hole at all of these ways of where their businesses may intersect and you're stepping on one another to be that you are competitors at the end of the day. So I think it's a really tricky situation to navigate for those that are hoping these two companies can get onto the same page. I I see it logistically uh, very, very tough for both sides. Look at the situation here in Japan between New Japan Pro Wrestling and Stardom. Like you had the offer match at the first night of the Tokyo Dome. We are the only ones who've seen that. People who are in the Tokyo Dome are the only people who, are, who are, have seen it and are potentially ever going to see it because they can't broadcast this on New Japan World, obviously, because those stardom talents are licensed to another another network, not us TV Asahi. And like, I don't know if it's ever going to show up on Stardom World, the separate mm-hmm. streaming service. 
I'm going to imagine that at some point, maybe, but like you have this all this new Japan, like, you know, branding on the Madden everywhere else. So there you go. So they also made the announcements uh, for the New Beginning Tour in Japan. And uh, that tour, the highlights are going to be the two big uh, Sapporo shows on February 1st and 2nd. And then the really big one at Osaka Joe Hall on February the 9th. So starting off with the uh, Sapporo show on the 1st, it's going to be headlined by Hiroki Goto and Shingo Takagi for the Never Openweight title. Followed by Evil versus Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, what was your... Uh, Reaction to those as the top two matches. I'm really glad that Goto and Takagi is in the main event, but it's it's a pretty solid uh, statement by New Japan that they're putting the never open weight title and those two in a main event position. It makes the tag match we saw at New Year's Dash a lot more sense because it was so obvious that, okay, the story in that match is primarily Goto versus Takagi. But the secondary story was like evil versus Ishii. And like they, that was the pairings that you had in that match. And so, you know, like that's, they're building up to this, these two main events. And I'm, I'm excited. If I could go, I would go to these shows because my God, like the, the interactions those four guys had with each other, uh, as a teams and then like individually amazing. Um, I think it's it's they're showing a lot of faith in Takagi more than anyone else. Like yeah. Goto's like this known entity. Goto's like kind of slotted as this is a uh, you know a solid guy we have on the roster. He's very popular, but can we put him in the main event with like the IWGP Heavyweight Title? Maybe never. That's never going to happen. But he's got the Never Title, <laughs> which kind of means like he's never getting the other belt. <laughs> but. I don't know. I think it's, it's like their experiment. Like, and I think it shows a lot of faith in Takagi. Yeah. It's, it's a lot on their shoulders. If, if this card draws well, that's a great feather in both of their caps. John Moxley is going to be on all three of these new beginning shows. So he'll be there that weekend, presumably fly home for dynamite midweek and then comes back for Osaka. So that first night he is teaming with Kazuchika Okada to take on Minoru Suzuki and Taichi. This I was not expecting. I thought Moxley would be. In for Osaka, and that was it. Instead, he's doing the two Sapporo shows and has some interesting pairings on both nights of who he's teaming with. Yeah, him and Okada. Talk about a, like a dream match that I never thought, like a dream pairing that I never thought I'd see. Like I'm like, that's going to be interesting. Are they going to get along? Are they going to set up something down the line? That'd be a cool tease for something down the road for those two. That's a cool, as we say, keep busy program for Okada, who I think you have to come up with a bunch of those while he's out of the title picture. And Moxley's intri- an intriguing one that... You can maybe peek for Dominion. But then then you have the, the eight-man that he's in. And yeah. he's with. Yeah, we'll, get, we'll get the night two here. So th- those are the top matches on the first night, the, the rest, lot, lots of tags and the programs they're building to. Uh, so night two is headlined by Kazuchika Okada and Taichi. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. will take on Will Ospreay for the British heavyweight title. We saw that set up uh, at New Year Dash where maybe this will be a political leanings match. <laughs> He's not a Tory, John. Nope, he, nope. Made a la- he voted Labour. Voted Labour. Uh, Tetsuya Naito, Sonata, and Hiromu Takahashi against Kenta, Jay White, and Taiji Shimori. And then uh, WH's main event, John Moxley, Rapongi 3K, and Ryusuke Taguchi against Minoru Suzuki, El Desperado, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, and Doki. Doki. John Moxley versus Doki. <laughs> Fuck, inject that into my veins, people. Maybe that's the Dominion program. But John. Taguchi and Moxley on the same team? Oh, my God. I'm like in heaven. I can't wait. Tandem hip attacks. Who knows? It's going to be great. He's going to do the dance after Moxley. They'll do the Nakamura mannerisms. Oh, 
I'm so looking forward to this. This is, I think John Moxley, it's, he's going to be a fun addition to these. Also on that second night, uh, it's El Fantasmo against Gabriel Kidd, who is one of the, uh, one of the newest dojo guys. So he is getting, uh, his launch here as one of the, the young guys. And this show will be starting at, at 1 a.m. my time. So th- th- that's, that's past, past my bedtime. Uh, have fun, John. Have fun being back in Canada for these shows. <laughs> And then the last uh, New Beginning card is the Osaka Joe Hall show. And uh, for those not familiar, can you just tell us a bit about Osaka Joe Hall? And this is obviously um, a step above where the usual Osaka show is for New Beginning with Edion Arena. So Edion Arena is where you would see, like, you know, the G1 shows and, and things like that. But Osaka Joe Hall is safe for Dominion, which is one of the major cards on the New Japan calendar. It's a bigger building. It's a more up-to-date building. And they sell it out every year for Dominion. So they're thinking, let's try selling out this card, uh, January card for Osaka Joe Hall. And I think they're probably going to sell it out. This, this is an amazing building. If you have a chance, it's, it's in my top five of favorite places to watch professional wrestling in Japan. So they're going to have four title matches. They've loaded this one up to Naito versus Kenta. This will be the double championship match. John Moxley, Minoru Suzuki for the United States title. Hiromu Takahashi, Ryu Lee for the junior heavyweight title. Then we've got a singles match. Jay White versus Sonata. Kazuchika Okada and Will Ospreay take on Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi. A eight-man with Juice Robinson, David Finley, Kota Ibushi, and Hiroshi Tanahashi against the Gorillas of Destiny, Yujiro, and Chase Owens. Rapongi 3K against Desperado and Kanemaru for the junior heavyweight tag titles. And then the opener with Nakanishi, Tenzan Kojima, and Nagata against Makabe, Honma, Toa Hanare, and Ryusuke Taguchi. So, very loaded up show. And they pretty much set up all these key programs for the tour at New Year's uh, New Year Dash. And just a note, like uh, our friend Jojo Remy, he put on Twitter that the new beginning in Osaka is on a Sunday before a Tuesday national holiday in Japan. So, and some ticket uh, ticket price tiers are already completely sold out. Wow. So, very smart like uh, scheduling because like a lot of people can easily probably take the Monday off and have a, just a four day weekend <laughs> in Osaka. And I recommend it. Osaka is an amazing city. Osaka Joe Hall is an amazing venue to to, to go watch wrestling in, and just really really s- smart scheduling on Japan's part here. Yeah. So, of all the programs they teased, they're pretty much cashing them all in on this tour with the lone exception of that tag title program tease with Tanahashi and Ibushi challenging Finn and Juice. So I guess holding that one off, that was obviously done for some deliberate purpose. And we'll see when they get to that tag title match at some point down the line, unless the gorillas ruin all these plans, WH. <laughs> I can't imagine. Well, I can't imagine them putting the titles back on G.O.D. after Finn and Juice won them, you know, at Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> But we'll see what happens. I think, though, they're going to keep the titles. I think Finn and Juice are the ones going to be challenging the, the Golden Aces, you know, mm-hmm. in Ibushi and Tanahashi. I don't know if that's their official name. That's it's a good the, name. It's the name I'm giving them. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, there will also be uh, three consecutive Cork and Hall shows uh, in the midst of this uh, new beginning tour. And then in February, they've announced uh, we already knew about the Tiger Hattori retirement show on the 19th. And then the 22nd, it will be Manabu Nakanishi's retirement show as well. So uh, that that farewell at Wrestle Kingdom, obviously leading to this. It's it's exciting. Like they're just riding the momentum of both the Wrestle Kingdom shows and New Year's Dash, especially because it was all set up at New Year's Dash. And, you know, like for me personally, like it's not easy to go to Osaka and uh, February is always a tight month for me. But, yeah, if I could, I would go. And these Corkin shows, I think, are just going to be sold out, electric. And, and we'll see what happens in March and you know April 
coming, mm-hmm. coming this spring. I, I think New Japan is riding a tremendous wave coming out of these shows this week. I also think All Japan has a lot of momentum right now. I am stoked for that card next month where it's going to be headlined by Kento Miyahara and Yuma Aoyagi coming off that great angle. Uh, they've got a loaded show for next month as well. So I, I think they're, they also come out of this week with a lot of interest if you caught either or both of those shows. Also, like we have Noah's, I think their, their uh, junior global league is starting yep. and like they're riding, they're riding a, an incredible wave of momentum from their two sold out Korokins that went head to head. They sold out head to head against Wrestle Kingdom at Korokin. You might think, oh, that's not a big deal. It is a big deal. Yeah. It's a big deal, especially the fourth show that was directly head to head. Um, like I'm excited about just, the scene in Japan, just in general, John, in 2020. All right. And the final note, one final kind of wrestling-themed event that we have is Saturday night. We are going – Where? tell us where we are going for dinner on Saturday night. Uh, we are hopefully going to end up at Toshiaki Kawada's ramen restaurant. Which you have uh, never been to. I've never been to. And cross my fingers, the man himself will be working the kitchen and we're going to eat – Toshiaki Kawada's, like, his own made ramen that he made himself for us. I've heard, I've heard good things about his ramen. It gets, it gets good reviews on table log. So, and hopefully, if he's there, we're going to get pictures with the man and make Dan the Mouth of Lansky very, very jealous. All right. Well, uh, WH, thanks a lot for jumping in for this, uh, bonus edition of Post Pro Res. Uh, you may or may not hear from us later this week, but, uh, thanks to everybody for listening. And now we are out. <laughs>